0: hey and welcome to on the rise the podcast where you can learn from talented men and women making major moves and climbing to the very top of their fields i'm adam and together with my friend and producer matt it's our mission to bring you a weekly shot of practical inspiration from people who you can actually relate to matt and i love listening to people who are absolutely smashing it in their fields and at the very top think elon Musk, those kind of guys shout out to elon But what we really, really wanted to hear from were people who were on their way to that level, but not quite there yet, hence the name On The Rise. We're keen to listen to the habits, the practices, and the tips that these people have in their respective fields, and try and provide inspiration for you, our loyal listeners. In today's episode of On The Rise, I speak with Tosin Oshinyemi, a filmmaker from London. Tosin is a graduate of Birkbeck University, where he studied philosophy, and also the acclaimed MET Film School in London, at which he specialised in practical filmmaking. He has produced two short films, Rubicon in 2014, and most recently Stapleton, which was released this year and is currently being submitted to a host of film festival judges. Since we recorded the podcast, we learned that Tossin has been nominated for an award at the Portobello Road Film Festival. This is an amazing achievement. Tossin has an encyclopedic knowledge of film and is a real student of his craft. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. Again, Matt and I, as with some of our previous guests, we could not believe how much Tossin cared about film and how his passion shone through everything he did. He spoke to us about how important it was to understand the realities of being a filmmaker i.e. it's not all glitz and glamour it's not all film shows and kind of red carpets there's a lot of solitary work there's a lot of inspirational work that you need to do in terms of watching films and getting to grips with different types of cinematography i found the the chat absolutely fascinating Totten's actually a friend of mine so i knew him before but i saw him in a completely different light during this chat mainly because his drive and kind of passion for what he does um, was actually pretty uh, pretty amazing and startling. I hope you enjoy the show, and as always, please get in touch with any questions or comments. Our Instagram is ontherise underscore podcast. Cheers, and I hope you enjoy the show. Tosin, welcome to the show man It's so thank good you, to have you, you here. thank you i'm super you know why I'm super excited because we're you know we're friends outside of this whole yeah, podcast yeah, thing, yeah. and no doubt. you know it's it's good to have someone who I call a friend and you know find out a little bit more mm. about what they do mm. so you are um you're in the film game um and i'm I kind am. of i'm I'm quite keen to understand from you you know you, you've always been passionate about film but when did that when did that passion turn into something that you know, you were taking a bit more seriously?
1: Um, yeah, like fair question. I think, um, there's a kind of this nascent insecurity that can kinda of come from when you're reading these Wikipedia articles and school says, you know, saying all this and stuff, um, that dad gave them like a super eight camera when they were like five. Yeah. Or like, you know, I'm um, Spielberg is blowing up train sets when he's like six I mean, I wanted to be a neurosurgeon for a really long time. Really? Like, um, it was only until I did biomedical sciences, um, in my first degree. I um, didn't finish that. I remember getting my... That's nap. when
0: you know someone's smart when they say my first degree.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, unfinished degree. I, okay. I got qualified because I remember so clear. I got my exam timetable for a year when I was doing no work. I was really... I had no idea why I was even doing this thing. Just entertaining everyone else, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I got my exam timetable and I just looked and I was like, I mean, it's just, just no way. Um, I, I, just, I can't possibly do it. So I, I dropped out. Um, weird experience dropping out didn't really tell anyone didn't tell my parents or anything just kind of moseying about like London um, aimlessly but watching a lot of movies and had you had you always been passionate about film then I always loved movies I always always loved movies but um, they sort of movies inhabit a really interesting um, space in like culture in this kind of um, I think everyone remembers or maybe remembers that first moment when they realise. Like these are like made by people. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. we all watch these, these things. We all have memories of maybe whatever you watch at Christmas, whatever you watch like mm. kind of on the I mean, we have all these screens like in our lives. We have movies that have a lot of um, significance for, for memory. But then you're like, well, someone wrote this, you know, one day. Someone actually did do this. Yeah. So then I went down that rabbit hole. And um, uh, I thought one day like maybe I could do this. Like why not? Mm. I really enjoyed being that person that people would ask what they should watch. I don't yeah, know if, I don't know if that's narcissistic, but I mean, I enjoyed people calling me up being like, "Tosin we're chilling. Like, what should we watch? We're in this mood. We're in that mood." Yeah, and then yeah, I yeah. Go through the catalogue.
0: Well, I think it's interesting because you, you're almost like that authority figure from from day one, and then you're kind of you're using that position and that, you know, you call it narcissism, but I think, (laughs) you know, I think, I think it's good to have friends who you can call on who are interested in, Mm. you know, one thing. And they're like the, the, the goat on that, on that, um, kind of space. It's
1: nice feeling for sure. It's, you know, it makes you feel that, you know, um, (laughs) it makes you feel like, you know, something and like, you know, it's so easy in, in the, in the modern world to sort of, um, I know for me for sure, to bumble along and, um, do things and feel like there's kind of this level of pretense, you know, how's the saying go right? in, in the offices? Like you fake it till you make it. You mm-hmm. know
0: what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's
1: quite nice having this one pocket of things that I don't really feel like I'm faking. Yeah. Which feels nice.
0: And, and when you had in your mind that, you know, you, you're this, you've got this interest in film, you're kind mm. of, you're a bit of an authority on film just naturally because you watch so many films, I presume. When then did it, did it get to the point where you're like, okay, like, I can I can pursue this as a career, or I'm going to take this a little bit more seriously. Kind of, I, I'm I'm interested in that mm. that moment because I think a lot of people listening will they might have an interest in film or photography or fashion or whatever. But how do you cross that threshold of mm. of kind of
1: getting um, a bit more serious, I guess? I would say so. In my personal sort of situation, um, there's kind of a perfect storm with the fact that. Um, I, I am an unabashed optimist I'm, I'm, I'm I just my preferred way to frame all things mm. um, and then I've got like very vivid imagination and a big romantic and all the things I push together there was just a point when I would visualize imagine myself um, as someone who made these as someone who like told these kind of stories mm. and I had nothing to do like I said I dropped out and yeah, I, would yeah. ma- I would imagine myself and I'd read these um, biographies and all these things about these people who've done this stuff um can't really unthink what you think and i yeah. really picture myself in those kind of positions and i wonder if i could like really do this mm. um and yeah one day i got kind of tired of the um wishing and stuff so um i got my laptop out i wrote my first script on the word um word of advice to anyone listening who wants to get into scripts i mean word is not the best place to write a script but what did i know but i read it on what word. Is, what is the best place then what, um, where would you Start. Well, I mean, I would say a good start is um, Celtex because it's free. Okay. Um, so everyone should go there. Don't mm. um, um, spend a long time trying not to pay for things because mm. there's a lot of things out there that will just kind of throw a lot of money at you for different programs, different things. Yeah. Try your best not to pay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. If you can get away with that. But um, yeah, and then I just, I remember I was watching Insomnia by Christopher Nolan. Fun fact the only Christopher Nolan film that he directed that he didn't write. Um, okay. with Al, Al Pacino and Robin Williams um, you know typical kind of fair, like um, serial killer mm. police officer bish bosh that mm. kind of stuff I'm watching it and I love this movie I remember the scene you know it was like a chase scene and I just kind of got sucked like kind of behind the camera and I rem- I, I saw everything I, I saw that there was like a camera here and I saw that this was what kind of happening and I was like I reckon you know maybe I can do this so let's give it a go and that led to my first movie, Rubicon. Awesome. Mm. And, and so
0: was this before film school or was this something that you were doing concurrently? with? No, it? this
1: was um, much before film school. Um, film school came to me later through crazy, you know, um, you know stroke of luck, to be honest. Um, there's no other way I can really describe that. Yeah. But yeah, that came a few years later. Um, I think it was three years after I released Rubicon. When I was in pre-production for another movie I wanted to make, um, I got an opportunity to go to Met Film School on the six-month filmmaking course.
0: Okay, Um, and for for the listeners who kind of don't know, I mean, of of course, some will be familiar, but that's that's quite a big deal to kind of um, get get a stint there. Would you? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's
1: funny you say that, but you, you should you should have seen how like weirdly hesitant I was about it. Really? Like, so I got this opportunity. Why were you hesitant? Why was I hesitant? You yeah. know, that's the great question. That's a good question. Why on I thought that hasn't. It's easy to say in hindsight, though. Well, right. it is. I, I think. It, I think in life, a, a cool thing is um, knowing when you're saying no to yourself. Yes. And knowing when true external ob- obstacles and um, impositions are, a- are actually pressing on you. Absolutely. Um, a lot of the time, um, we kind of wonder. We kind of wonder why not me? Like mm. first and. Mm. And then your mind doesn't really go to any concrete answers. You're just going to make one up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's kind of what I was doing. I was it, making up these constraints. Be, because I that's very, very
0: interesting. And, and I, first of all, I can relate in that kind of, th- in mm. that kind of thing. But I think it, it's something that, you know, we call the imposter syndrome, right? Where it's like yeah, no doubt. You, you, you make up loads of restrictions in your own mind mm. that, you know, you, it can't happen to you. Or like yeah. the, the good things can't happen to you because yeah. X, Y, Z. So I guess... Because that's always going to be there. That's a very human thing to mm. feel. But for the listeners who, you know, are listening to you and they're like, well, this guy, like, he's done it, but he also had some of those fears and those restrictions. How do you push through those? How do you barrel through those? Um, in the first instance, when you haven't in, in, of, When
1: you've got that, in, yeah. in the first instance. When you haven't
0: got, you know, a project behind you, yeah. or you're just, you're just starting out.
1: I suppose a, a lot of the... Um, like, any insights I can kind of give, you know... Um, I'm a firm believer in kind of searching through the cliches. Yeah. The, those kind of weird tidbits that have remained in our society for ages. Yeah. Because they're there for um, a reason. Most, most often they're true, you know. Yeah. Something too good to be true, it probably is. Never forget that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. These kind of small things. Um, uh, you know, the correlation between hard work and luck. I mean, why is it that people who work really hard seem to get very lucky? Yeah. There's obviously some sort of link there. Um. Yeah. In terms of like kind of breaking through in the way you're describing, I would say, I would say like for me in in my situation, one of the cool things was there needs to be this kind of self belief that um um kind of freaks you out a little bit. Do you mm. know what I mean like mm. um this kind of self assuredness that um if if you're gonna do this. Do you know I mean, um, fail or succeed. You know, yeah. it's going to be like on your terms, and you're going to kind of do it, and you're going to go out there, and you're going to, yeah, you, you're going to do something, and not know what the outcome of this thing may be. Do you know I mean? Sure. But you For kind sure. of, you know, the reason you're embarking in the first place because you think there may be something to um nurture there. I don't mm. know, like some sort of, some sort of idea, some sort of talent or something. I mean, that's the. Constant sort of insecurity. I've been. You, you came to my screening. Yes. Um, yes, I did. um a, a big thing I was talking to with a lot of my friends was you have this insecurity of um people got to your screening. Mm. Are like, oh, how was the screening? Like, yeah, it was really good. Like, oh, what do people say? I've had a really good like reception. I mean, what are they going to say? Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> what are they going to say? I, I invited them. Exactly. Here. What are they going to say?
0: But well, I see. I I kind of agree with you, and I kind of do. I think that for your first screenings and for your first few things where you're inviting your friends to things, I mean, yes, on the one hand, you're not going to get a true read on on your, on your what people actually mm. think of your films because they're your friends so they're going to you know, want to support it's you. It's
1: heavy with you. But,
0: but also, I think that, and without, without wanting to, I, I don't know, I don't, I don't mean this to sound patronising, but at the first stages of your career, whatever you're doing, mm. particularly artistically, you're vulnerable. So yeah. you're not at, you're not at the level yet where you can kind of put something out and just have it like crit- have it yeah, yeah, have yeah, it honestly criticised yeah, yeah, right yeah. I think that an element of it needs to be that support level to to get you into mm. just you know you've made something and it's it's an amazing achievement so for the first few screenings at least obviously like you you want to get an honest read on what your stuff's like even of the, your early stuff, mm. but for the first few like times you put it into public, you kind of
1: want your boys and your girls to be there, right? <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, 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 it's yeah, harsh. Yeah. You want to feel, feel a little bit safe. Yeah. No, I do hear that. I definitely do hear that. Yeah. But then it um, here is sort of um, a big artistic paradox, and I, I, I wonder um, if a lot of like kind of I'm um, creative slash autistic people um feel this way. Mm. But it's kind of this constant. You want to rem- you want to remove yourself yes. from your work. Do yeah, you know I mean, no, you do. Yeah, the people closest to you cannot help but uh, constantly see you, like in that work at the mm-hmm. same time. Mm-hmm. I had a screening um, at MacArthur Metropolitan and Edison Glass on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, it's at a Food Hall for people who don't know. Um, and the ones the week before, I put on for my friends, my family um all that kind of stuff mm. three good days of just kind of showing the thing i've been working on yeah but the screening at Mikato was full of strangers okay I, I went there with one other one other person with a friend wow and i was like watching them watch the movie do you know what I mean like, that must have been quite, so interesting quite intensely um quite creepily. yeah quite <laughs> creepy yeah. i remember there's one bit there's one bit um uh, in like the reveal know, yeah the uh, train station reveal um, I had like a, I had like a chuckle. I had like someone like laugh. I'm, you know, in the dark theater. I know the biggest screen I've seen it on. It was actually quite exciting. Mm. But in the in this big cinema, I look around trying to see the woman who laughed. a yeah, yeah. female laugh. Um, and then I remember thinking, does it even matter really? Mm. Or, or, so much of this sense of um, what is my work like for them? Whereas the truth, number one, they didn't know who I was. Yeah. Do you know I mean? Only I knew who I was. Yeah. So I'm sitting there and I'm chilling, and you know I'm getting all kind of insecure about this or that. I'm like, they don't, they have no idea who yeah. you are. So that's one level of relax um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the second being that, why else would you do this if not just kind of to give it away, and mm. let the person chuckle in that scene that, that they're probably not meant to chuckle in. And, oh.
0: I, and yeah, and that's interesting because how
1: so? There's a couple of things I want to go back
0: to something you mm. said before. Um, but on that on that point, so. You letting go of what people think and what the reaction is going to be—it's that must be quite challenging for someone who hasn't done that many iterations of a project, or you know, maybe it's your first, second, third Mm. project. How do you not like
1: overthink and micromanage? But to be honest, I think I don't really view them as too separate from my 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 life at large. You know, this um this feeling of like. Worrying about like what other people think about anything because honest, art is just an expression of you, so it's like a piece of me that's just mm. I've put out there. Mm-hmm. But, um, if we're just taking sort of your perception of you or piece of you, yeah, we worry about like what people think, 100 um, um, but then that's that's all ego, do you know what I mean? And, it um, is, um, that that's like totally it. And ego is the thing that gets you like thinking that, oh my god, people have noticed this, people think that, yeah. People, but we all know the secret truth. We all know the secret truth. The secret truth is, like you... Tell me. Everyone... No, but like you, everyone yeah. else is actually inward. Yeah. Everyone, everyone else is actually focused inward, really, mm. truly. They're focused on what they need to eat, but they know what they need to do, what they... You know, it's... And that re, and that's a kind of constant oscillati- um, oscillation, is to know that that is a fact. Yeah. Um, and to kind of quell your constant everyone's kind of constant worry about like other people yeah so i think i kind of feeds in part and parcel i try and have it in my normal life where i try and like relax my ego and not worry too much about you know yeah every, everyone else what's going on but just, it transcends into um film the same way i just need to like not really worry about it too mm. much it's 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 definitely a discipline because i think you know first of all on the ego point like
0: there's a lot that that is beneficial from from indulging the ego. No doubt. doubt. Like, you know, in many ways you wouldn't have all the great art that you have. Yeah. yeah, Were it. not for, you know, people wanting to be proud of stuff and, you know, wanting to put stuff out. So, but then also there's the negative, which we just discussed. Um, But in terms of your kind of process for quelling that, for kind of putting that down, I guess for the listeners who are maybe holding themselves back because of ego or, think overthinking too much what their art's gonna be perceived Mm. as. Um do you have like processes that you do? Like do you meditate? Do you walk? Do you do exercise? That those kind of things like to help Well
1: I actually um I walk everywhere. Yeah. Walking is That was a loaded question. I know you do, but (laughs) I I want people to know. Um I walk everywhere. London, great city for walking and and I and I and I I do meditate, I would say. Mm. But um I would say By the way, we're big
0: walkers on this podcast. Matt okay, nice. Matt also. Producer Matt loves a walk. Nice, I, nice. I, I, I adore walking. I think it's strong, brilliant. It's the best. Yeah, it is.
1: It's the best and, and it makes you um really realise that it is such a efficient like mode of transport, especially in London, central mm. London. Like before you start walking, if you go on a tube map, you'd think you think all well, these things are accurate depictions of how far yeah. but they're not. You yeah. know. It turns out you know, Hoburn is not very far from Russell Square. Yeah. You know, <laughs> okay. it, it just happens to be so. Yeah. Um, you start walking around and you can actually get about pretty easily. Yeah. But um, I would say it, it it's very hard for me to say um uh what would kind of work for someone or like what would kind of go well. But I think I alluded to, alluded to it before. I mean, if you really want something, if you just want to... Um, the thought needs to be exciting that if this is actualized, yeah. this kind of dream you have, this idea of yourself you have, mm. do you know what I mean? Um, if this thing becomes reality, that fact alone needs to excite you. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I get yeah. very excited about this idea of myself making, like, you know, all these different kinds of movies. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, that mm. must
0: be a drive as well.
1: Well, it, and well, it is. And it, 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 go, it goes up like both ways. I understand that, you know, it's very difficult and, you know, any jabroni on the street can be like, I want to be a director. Yeah, yeah. I, I get all those things. Yet, just personally, when I kind of go back and go into my mind and I imagine um, all the ways things can kind of be in the future and yeah. things that I like want to do, I get too excited to kind of leave that alone. So mm. you got to give it a go either mm, way. Mm. But at the same time, you know, we're practical people, we're honest people, do you know what I mean? If anyone wants to get into film it is an expensive hobby, I must let you know. Yes. Um, that's no, that's an important point. Without a sure. doubt, do you know what I mean? Um, and I do think what,
0: what are the so the the expenses are kind of um, production led and kind of
1: Yeah, well I actually think I, I think um, it's funny using the word like expense, I should use the word cost because in life there are many different types of costs. And well, you should really use the word
0: investment because <laughs> yeah, you're, right. because you're, yeah, you you're investing right. you into, the,
1: yeah, into the project. Doubt. And if you don't invest in like your own fire, really, do you know what I mean, I constantly think this, yeah. If I don't invest the X amount to make Stapleton, the X amount to make Rubicon. Yeah. I mean, how am I really going to sort of let, miss opportunity, miss yeah. opp- misses opportunity, walk in the room with the briefcase and give me the, I don't know, 50 million to make the movie Yeah, w- without being able to say like, oh, I mm-hmm. I put some money into myself as well because I, yeah. I knew such a day would come. So. Yeah,
0: it's like, where's your skin in the game otherwise? Yeah, because I need some skin in the game. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: Because it's just, I don't know, it's too easy to talk the talk without walking the walk and I For think sure. it's a, it's a per- perpetual fear I've got mm. um, uh, as sort of like, um someone who does kind of express themselves artistically yes. in public you know openly yeah. for people to know um there's just that kind of constant feeling of like wait are you just being a talker right now do you know what I mean mm. are you just uh, giving Jackson it shit. giving the rah 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 mm. you know and you can do it you know you can weave a good enough tale for some people um but then are they going to go back and just be like you know that's the Person who just can assess things, do you know what I mean? Mm. I don't know so it's a weird fear I have sometimes of being that person. So um, I actually um, talking so much because I mean, you would know this. Like um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, I, I actually, I actually, I actually because I'm a big talker. <laughs> no, but seriously, I, I don't know if you would agree. I I almost use it sometimes as like a self-correcting mechanism in that when whenever I want to do something, yeah, right, that I think is worth doing that I can achieve on my own. Um, or in tandem with other people or whatever But I'll be instrumental in making it happen Yeah um, I feel like I've got to tell people And the reason I've got to tell people is because By putting it out there into external reality It holds me to check an account For sure Right? For sure Holds me to check an account And, and those are the things that kind of Sort of um, Help kind of structure me Mold me For me or whatever I remember um, at my last job I was just in post-production Or had I even shot it? I was either, I just before shooting or just after shooting Stapleton, there was a planner on, um, on my team at Universal, and he gave me this like, piece of paper. He was like, I've got this idea. He'd seen me storyboarding and doing some stuff. Um, piece of paper with, like, it been split into, like, six sections. Very rough, vague storyboards of some sort of idea. Yeah. Right? I could kind of get the idea of this kind of thing. Um. Let's call this guy Kevin, and um, Kevin had all these thoughts about it, all this kind of stuff. And obviously, I'm gonna, you know, he was a friend, and I'm gonna listen to him. He's got all this stuff he wants to say. Clearly, wants to express himself in some way. But my thought is, my only thought is, what was this crumpled up paper doing, like in your pocket and in your head, constantly? Mm. Like you know, if you weren't sharing it, but yeah. Maybe,
0: but maybe he didn't want to feel vulnerable for sharing. Well, but
1: that—that's well, that's the thing. It's kind of well. Then, then we ultimately, ultimately get down to sort of what we were talking about before mm. about saying no to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. you know what I mean like? Yeah. It, it's just so easy. Yeah. Um, uh, I
0: I think what's what's it so in terms of I, what's very interesting for me is your visualization process. So you you kind of you visualize. The end goal, mm. um, and it reminds. Me, I'm going to be ego-y and kind of name drop a book. But it, 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 it reminds me of um, a great book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I don't know if you've read it. It's an amazing book. So listeners, please read it. It's by Stephen, Stephen Covey. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah. the late Stephen Covey. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in that book, he talks about you know you need to you need to in life because we're here for such a finite amount of time mm-hmm. you need to visualize the end so yeah, really yeah. and in the book he talks about visualizing your funeral and what you would say to yeah. people at your own funeral yeah. right and it's super like uh, <laughs> nihilistic <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, su- yeah. It, it like grounds you very much but and I, i'm not uh, kind of saying that you know we all should always live by this but it's a very interesting exercise no, because yeah, it, sure. it, 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 it makes you kind of think of yourself where you want to be and i think that's what's so interesting about you you even though you're kind of burgeoning in terms of where you know you're just starting out and you're kind of you've got a few projects and you're like making moves whatever you're carrying yourself and you're imagining yourself further down the line Mm. and i think that's so key for people to listen to that because it's like it's all about the perception that you have for yourself and how you visualise No
1: doubt. I couldn't agree more. I thought you were going to be like, no way. No, no, I, I, <laughs> right. I, couldn't, I could not agree more. I think, yeah. you heard of the saying, um, uh, don't dress for the job you have, dress for the job you want. Yeah, for sure. Right? This idea of presentation. Um, I've often thought about that, but in you know, if you consider dressing to mm. th- be a, a general metaphor for mm. B, for express yourself in the way you want you know just for a general mode of being it's kind of like i i don't want to think and be exclusive in terms of where i'm at hey guys
0: on the rise is brought to you in association with our good friends at spittlefield sports co based in the heart of london spittlefields are a premium athleisure brand who are united by their dream to design and manufacture premium apparel for men as with a lot of you It's all about the fit, and whether I've just worked out or I'm wearing one of their hoodies or tees casually whilst hanging out with mates, Spitalfields gives me everything I want and more. Check out their website, Spitalfieldsports.com, and as friends of the show, you're entitled to a 20% discount on your first order using the offer code ONTHERISE20. Cheers and enjoy so so we're we're also going to talk about the um the actual realities of um what it takes to create something from having it in your head Mm -hmm. and i guess cutting through the bullshit of what people think making a film's like what people think being a film producer and film Mm -hmm. director is like um and what it's actually like um so we were talking before about the lonely aspect of um kind of film producing maybe if you want to speak on that and and i guess give Give the yeah. wonderful listeners the actual fucking bitter truth. Lonely
1: is a very yeah. good word, like, for it. I, I mean, it's a very different, it's a very different art from, like, music and what have you. I mean, like, how does a filmmaker practice? Do you mm. I mean? Yeah, they go home and they read their book, you know, by themselves. Like, you know, a new story that comes up, what am I going to do? I'm going to go home and I'm going to click the clack and I'm going to type it up, like, you know, like, by myself. There's a lot of um solitary moments. Yeah. Right. In, 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 in creation, in these kind of early steps. So I would say that's something that um, people should be aware of. Also, don't be surprised if not everyone wants to hear about your new story all the time. Um, yeah. uh, that's kind of a constant thing. I, I, I just think it's... Um, I, I was saying before, I can be at work um, and people be like, oh yeah, what are you doing after work? And I'd be like, yeah, I've got to do some like film stuff. And in their minds, and I see this all of their faces... Anybody anyway, ask me about it, they're thinking, "Oh my god, I'm gonna call up. I don't know. Scorsese, Scorsese <laughs> Leo, let's get together. Yeah, yeah. Let's bring the gang back. Let's do brunch. Yeah, <laughs> let's get Pesci. Let's get De Niro. I got a crazy <laughs> idea. It's fine. Yeah. Do you mean like you know they're fit? They're not that old. We can do it. We can do it. We can do it. But you know that's how people may think. But what's reality? Oh, I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna spend three hours editing that four minutes that I spent four hours editing yesterday. But I'm gonna undo all of that today, just to fix it and fit around with it. Um, Those are the moments that, yeah, yeah, they 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 come. Mm. And we're not even talking about like production. I mean, um, full disclaimer: I love my movie, by the way, everyone. Um, But yeah, production was tricky. Do you mean like dealing with the public? It's all outside very windy day all these kind of small things you know carrying you and your crew through the day through the cold all this kind of stuff um, but as funny as it may sound you know the the highest moments emotionally when i do this are initial conception when i've got like an idea mm. it's, a, it's a great feeling when you've mm. got like an idea but like a genuine story, and it's yours, and it's yours. <laughs> yeah. and you're like, Oh my god, I got an idea! Yeah. Right now, I just need to find out some details, but I've got the idea. And when you have actualized that idea, and you're in the back of a cinema having a screening, feeling a bit nervous because we were friends of family there, but you remember, and it makes you think back to when you had the idea, and now the idea is here expressed in the form you decide to. it's changed a little bit along the way it's gone through all these kind of iterations it has been shoved in there but it now exists so in a funny way it's so it's worth it it's worth it yeah the beginning when you first have it you first have the idea then the question needs to be is this worth the sort of journey of making it will it cost money will it cost time will cost energy um if the answer is yes it's worth it then the other amazing feeling is when it's done everything in between can be quite arduous and tricky mm, mm. but um, yeah if, if you believe it's worth it if you've got the point of view that is necessary to finish this off then by all means go for it but you know again you know I'm a fan of cliches in, in life <laughs> there there are ups and there are downs you yes know? Um, and it's actually not how you deal with the ups it's definitely how you deal with the downs um, so when you find a good way of um dealing with those ups and downs you realize you can kind of ride 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 that wave and see it see it through the end okay
0: so as you know um listeners dear listeners um at on the rise we we like to give practical advice we like to end our shows with um a bit of kind of practical advice based on who the guest is um and what i'm really keen um given we've got kind of a filmmaker here with us um is understanding how practically you know i could um go about making a film from having an idea in my head um so i haven't prepared this but i need to actually think of an idea first (laughs) so uh what the fuck should i say um okay i go okay so for the listeners who who don't know um i'm moving to china um i'm moving to beijing which is exciting um for my work but i think that um were i to make were i to want to make a film um about that decision process and kind of you know leaving my family which i'm going through at the moment right Mm -hmm. um how would i bring that to fruition practically and i guess kind of listeners at home if you've got a similar idea you or not a similar idea in terms of going to china but a similar idea you want to make into something how do you um Kind of make that happen. So Tossin's gonna hopefully give us some advice on um, that. <laughs> how would you make that happen. Not how to put it? you on the pressure. No, no, it's fine, it's
1: fine. How would you make that happen? Like, um, um. Well, I guess you know, first, first thing is first. You you gotta make the idea in whatever form it is, the story you want to tell. You you gotta make it worth it, mm. right? You may have some sort of general em- emotional kind of through line. I'm like, yeah, I'm leaving the country, and I'm leaving my family and everything. Mm. You've got to find the story within that, mm. right? Finding the story is one thing, then you've got to find the best version of that. Um, and basically, just find a way that makes that worth it. Okay. And then then now, you're off to the races. Now it's a, uh,
0: when a, you say worth it, do you mean what we were talking about before? Like, yeah. worth putting the time exactly.
1: into? Worth, okay. you know, laying out for all those costs. Yeah. Financially, emotionally, you know, socially, you know, with your energy. Yeah. Yeah. Is it worth the cost? Okay. Right? That's actually where you got to start because when wow. if if you once you've kind of ironed that out and it is worth the cost, then all the practicalities of actually telling a story.
0: So that's before that's before you put pen to paper. That's just like you thinking.
1: <laughs> is you thinking how pen and paper will definitely help? Yeah. Um you know, um organizing thoughts is really key um I'm one of those kind of, I suppose, kind of classic writers in that one about notes. Yeah. You know, um, you never know when you're gonna have your best ideas. I never take this stuff for granted. Do you know what I mean? Like look, R.I.P. John Singleton, but John Singleton's first movie was Boys in the Hood. Mm. and it was downhill from there. Great film. Boys Boys is an amazing movie. Mm. John Singleton did not know boys would be the height of his career. So every time I do have an idea, I'm never gonna take that for granted and be like, Oh, it's yeah. I'm gonna have Could be the next Boys in the Hood. Could be the next Boys in the Hood. Yeah. And then the other movie could be pants, so yeah. you never know. Ricky. So what? R.I.P. <laughs> Ricky. R.I.P. Ricky. <laughs> Deep, you shouldn't be laughing. Yeah, I know. You should be laughing. I know. But um, <laughs> the point being, making it worth it, and then, then I would say one thing for me is that, um, and I do think this goes hand in hand with filmmaking, because. Um, just by its very nature it does have a lot of moving parts that are quite difficult to handle mm. I'm constantly thinking about how I'm practically gonna do anything okay so I'm constantly making things I'm 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 molding the film around my life in you know making it easy for me to do mm-hmm. right. Um, from locations to personnel that's always in the back of my mind I'll never do something without consideration sort of how it can be done so I would say... So, do, so are you are you making that how you can be done thing whilst you're writing or before? A little bit of both. They're okay. in tandem. I'll never let it kind of, um, like, you know, I'm definitely the, like, charioteer. I'm definitely the one, like, moving everything. However, you know, it's always better to complete. It's always better to actually make, actually create something. Um, if it's easier to do that with the parameters of my life, you know, people I know, locations that I can use, Mm. um, then it's better to use those than break my back trying to get something I might not be able to get and then you end up with no movie. Yeah. So there's a constant push and pull. So never forego practicalities in that sense. Mm. Um, Another, i say piece of advice, but one thing that I hold dear, something I actually do think about, um, and it's very obvious, but you would be surprised we can get if you just ask for it. Once one gets over the fear of rejection, it's almost like a superpower. Yeah. Because you realize that, you know, you get rejected once or twice. And you realize that the feeling you get after feeling rejected is never as bad as the imagined. It's fleeting. Whereas the imagined psychic pain of rejection, you're like, oh, fuck, I'm going to reject it. How am I going to continue? Oh, my God, I'm going to reject it. Yeah. Like, you know, that. Prior to the fact, is always going to be worse. 100%. And then you go for it, you get rejected, and you're like, that doesn't feel as bad as I thought. Yeah, actually and feels th- good. Because <laughs> 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 yeah. you're, like, you're like, oh, now I know, I can just, not. that's not an avenue. Yeah. On to the next one. Yeah. So, um, I would say, ar- arming yourself with sort of, kind of the attitude as it pertains to rejection, because you will get it a lot, okay. but you're trying to make a film. So you've got
0: the attitude for rejection, You've got sorry. You've got like the the belief that you're going to get rejected, and you being fine with that. You've really considered the idea and whether it's worth putting the time it in. Worth it, yes, you're starting it. to write your ideas. So, are, are you using a particular program? Like,
1: are you? So I use um. Uh, look, filmmaking like any industry, film is very interesting because it's artful and commercial at the same time. Yeah, and you never know what you're going to get. Um, so as a result, it operates in a specific way. So yeah. There's script formatting. There's things that the industry is very useful. Um, I would say what what script program are you? So using? I use a program called Celtex. Um, it's um it's like a cloud based platform, so you don't need. You, know, you can get the program, but you don't need the program. You can access it from anywhere. It's free. Okay. Um, I've written all my scripts on Celtx. So and Celtx, you know, taught me about formatting. And what, one thing I really can't stress enough, if you know people are serious about wanting to do this. Um and I can't I can't really stress that word enough you know what I mean serious is not a dirty word right take your seriousness like seri- like you know own that do you mm, know what I mean mm. maybe get rid of the word aspiring be like I'm a filmmaker do you know what I mean like take yourself seriously believe yeah. me, you're a genius sometimes yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah, um for sure uh I would say yeah Celtex is an amazing resource it it really helps um me look in this day and age you can find anything online I read the ha- script for the hateful eight the other day. Mm. I read the script for The Hateful Eight the other day just mm. like what Tarantino and I wrote you know what I mean I got to see what is in the script you just not in the movie mm. doing what's been changed you know what mm-hmm. I mean? you get these kind of ideas about things um, so and when you're <clears throat> when
0: you're writing your scripts so say I were to want to kind of use Celtx and, and write down mm-hmm. my ideas once I've really thought that through am I writing just the dialogue am I writing kind of like the the setting around that mm. in Celtex? is there space within Celtex? yeah all of, of all, all of that I mean like
1: these it. are the things that's why I really can't stress reading the scripts enough because yeah
0: for inspiration
1: for inspiration yeah um for f- um functional insights for sort of yeah. structural yeah. insights, insights you know what I mean yeah um there are certain screen screenplays that are quite seminal for structure yeah Damon Louise Terminator Two Silence of the Lambs yeah. films that really have very good three act structure very key if you want to kinda of learn you yeah. know what you know how a movie gets made you learn mm-hmm. all these kind of secrets you know mm-hmm. I let you into one. For example, yeah people don't cough in movies. If you cough in a movie you're gonna die. It's really? well think about it. one was the last time you saw a movie and someone just had a cough yeah, and it was true. fine. Small things, you learn small yeah. things along the way. because um, film is They're signals, right? It signals, yeah. it's a heightened version of reality. How many comedies do you watch and the characters laugh? No, no, I'm laughing. They literally even give you space to laugh sometimes. Mm, mm, mm. They never laugh. Mm. That's not really true to life, is it? Mm. So One exception to that is not a film, but
0: Kirby Enthusiasm. They, yeah, he, totally. He totally. Actually, Larry David does yeah. actually laugh in that, but as in, is, but as is as odd. In, yeah. the,
1: but the effect of that is actually kind of removing it's kind of yeah it's removing that separation of being yeah, a TV show for sure before you, you're just like it's Larry being yeah, Larry yeah, no? exactly shout because out to Larry shout out to Larry yeah but because because of that stuff do you know what I mean so um, and you can only pick these things up by reading scripts watching movies but reading and watching yeah with kind of an instructive ear and eye like okay. you know want, watching because you want to get better watching because you want to do something like this and let's be honest, if you want to make a movie, I've got to be, I've got to be I, I mean, how can it be anything more fun than being like, oh, I want to make a movie about me going to Shanghai. Now I'm going to watch all these movies about people also having culture shock and do, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. research, period, in translation, research kind of period. Stuff. Great. Yeah. Enjoy that. Awesome. Enjoy that. Take yeah. that seriously. Remember, it's yeah. not flippant.
0: Yeah. And, and then, 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 you know, let's say you, you're at the stage now where you're nearing the end of your first kind of getting things on paper using whatever program, CEL, CELTEX or mm. um, what have you, then I guess there's the refinement period. Yeah. Talk to me a bit about kind of what I should be doing in terms of refining and then ultimately getting that scene. Uh, so and, one core cool thing
1: and... one cool thing I would say is that we commonly hear in like, amongst friends and whatever how important it is to have a support network. Yeah. I'm... Um, important it's important undeniably so but um i tell you, what's really important is having a strong critique network mm. i think it's very important for any artistic output to have around you people that you can you can actually share with and th- they they will give you you know what you need to know whenever I, I have dedicated people in my life that are like my like readers quote unquote you know that um i always share new projects with and i always say the same thing when i send these like emails that, your criticism just means more than your praise. Yeah. Wow. It, it just it just means more. Do you know what I mean? And um, if anyone is truly true, tr- you know, if anyone's listening to this and has a friend, who want to do this. The, the truth is, when you tell people what they want to hear, that's for you. If you're if you're actually interested in helping anyone else, you're gonna tell them the truth. Yeah. Right. So just always remember that for your for your friends.
0: And, and regardless of kind of you know upsetting people. You know? Regardless. Yeah. Regardless. Just be honest. Don't do it in an ju- asshole way. Just be honest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. use your skill as a human being to, neg- to navigate conversation and what have you Yeah. don't be a dick but be honest Makes do you know what I mean um, so, so, so I think that's what important as so well so
0: then okay so you're using your network of, of kind of your critique network yes, as you say yeah. to start refining your ideas okay let's fast forward whatever six months a year mm-hmm. however long it takes you've, you you've banged it out you've banged it out so you've got something that you're now happy with and you're like, you've painstakingly worked on it. I've got this, you know, I'm moving to China. Like, it's this theme that I'm really p- proud mm. of. You know, I've really put a lot of effort into it. Then what am I doing next? How am I how am I getting it, you know, on a screen in front eyes. of my friends? I'm getting eyes on it. You're getting eyes.
1: Okay. Um, so... Yeah, how I'm, are you I'm marketing I'm at, it? Yeah, I'm mind? actually going through this period now. First thing i say, things like marketing, distribution... Like, you know, you don't want that to be your immediate concern because what you want to happen is that you actually want to start um, submitting set of, after you have your own personal screening where you can celebrate your because it's important to celebrate your success. You can you can celebrate your own movie with your your inner circle, your team, whatever. And you can just have a sort of moment where you're like, because you know what, it's OK to be proud of yourself. So have you give you give yourself a moment, give yourself an evening with your friends. But after that. Then get on the festival circuit. Ideally, you should have been thinking about this before, because festivals they have submission windows, so you you know you don't want to finish your movie and then want to miss submit it. to lo- and then you, you miss the load and you go wait until next year when you're probably less personally galvanized to do this. Mm-hmm. But anyway, a festival circuit, um, film festivals they all operate in the same manner, you know, from Cannes to Sundance. Um, <laughs> I could apply to can and the Bella now and whatever i could i could do it pay submission fee all that means is that my film then gets reviewed if your film gets picked up then it's um part of the selection part of the general selection of people coming to this festival if your film then um uh, it's also selected by the jury for to be in a running for competition then your film is in competition i'm sure you guys remember those posters with the wreaths next yeah year. yeah festivals Who's in the audience when you go to these festivals? Agents, producers, distributors, marketers. Yeah. People who will buy your movie. Studio heads. Whatever. Yes. Those people are at the festival. Yeah. Cannes can Film Festival is essentially a marketplace. Um,. Uh, that's why it's 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 always good to keep your eye on what wins the Grand Prix at Cannes because they'll probably be bought up by one of the big six and then we'll probably see in in cinemas in six months time. Yeah. Um, so big six are the big six studios. Big six studios. Sure. Yeah. So you got your, your your you know your Paramount Universal, Sony's, etc. Yeah. I'm um, your Foxes. Yeah. But um yeah so get out to festivals. Look, festivals have submission fees. They range from like fifteen pounds to like eighty pounds or whatever. Mm. Conversely they also have prize money ranging from five hundred pounds to like nine thousand pounds, ten thousand pounds, so it does vary. But a lot of them are free. But I would say Yeah, when you've done your thing, get it out there. Mm. You know what I mean? You'd be so surprised how many Facebook groups, film clubs you'd find out about that you can email them and maybe they'll show you a short film and you'll get on the Mm programme. And then then, you know, before you know it, you're in a habit of people watching your short film, you're in a habit of showing it. Exhibiting it. And then you can get rid of aspiring and before you know you're you're actually And then sky's
0: the limit, I guess. Sky's the limit. So Tosin, thank you so much for coming on The Rise. Um, it's, having an, me. It's, it's been a pleasure, man. Like, I, I, I think it's been fantastic. The conversation's been great. <laughs> um, where can people find out um, more about you, more about your art,
1: um, and kind of connect with you after the show? Cool. Um, so I, um, I have a website. You can find everything on there. I'm www.mroshinyemi.com. Awesome. Well, listen, good luck. Um, thank you, thank you. And, you know, keep keep on
0: um, plugging your art. It's really, it's inspiring to talk to you, man.
1: Thanks, guys.
0: Howdy, campers. Thanks so much for listening to On The Rise. We hope you enjoyed the show as much as we did creating it. Don't forget, you can get in touch with us via our Instagram page, Rise underscore podcast, for any suggestions for future guests or topics, or any thoughts about cities you want featured after season one, which featured London.